Section 2 of Scenes in Europe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Scenes in Europe for the amusement and instruction of little tarry-at-home travellers by isaac taylor chapter two england going out one leaving his native home so fare thee well harry the fond mother cries god's blessing preserve thee my boy let's hope he'll return soon with tears in his eyes his father half choked with his feelings replies and then says his sister have done with our sighs we'll give a full vent to our joys good-bye to you all there once more all adieu says harry resolved to look bold so he strided away while his feet brushed the dew with his trousers so smart, a white stripe and a blue, his shirts in a bundle, all handsome and new, and his heart too as full as could hold. For Harry loved home and his father's fireside. From a child it had been his delight. Round the tall elm he played, or he climbed it with pride. Dear was the white steeple seen many miles wide. He takes his last look with his head half aside, then sinks in the veil out of sight. 2. Going aboard ship. That is the ship, Waterman, the good ship Hope of London. Tom Bowline, commander. Do you see how she floats? There is not a prettier vessel in all the port, and there are a great many of them too. London looks as if it stood in a wood. And so good-bye to you the tower, and London Bridge, and the monument, and all ye good folks. I shan't see you again for many a day. But then you won't for many a day see me either, and so we're even. Now, my lads, skip up her sides and aboard in a minute. Come, hand us up my great box. I must not go without that, you know. Huzzah! Here it is. 3. Johnny Groat's House This is proverbially the most remote habitation in Scotland. But there is Johnny himself. What does he say? Bleak the surly north wind blows, bringing hail and frost and snows. But I scorn his fiercest ire when I rouse my heathy fire. Hark the sea-fowl's ceaseless cries, Screaming harsh their lullabies. Every hole a village teems, Every crag a nation seems. Thousands skim, or rest in flocks, All alive the massy rocks. Seared they start, wheel to and fro, Like a black cloud hovering low. Scared at me? Nay, take your rest, you have yours, and I my nest. Vast my prospect through the scene, Ocean rolls his waters green, 
Till in purple tints they die, Till they meet the bending sky. Nought the sameness varies save A cloud comes playing o'er the wave, Or a sail will catch the light In the horizon sparkling bright. Yet, though lonely is the spot, Dear his home to Johnny Grote. The history of the Grote family is interesting, and I will therefore relate it to you. John de Grote, with his brothers, it is supposed originally came from Holland, and took up their residence in this remote part. In process of time, the family of the Grotes had increased, and there came to be eight different proprietors of that name who possessed the estate amongst them. These eight families, having lived peaceably for a number of years, established an annual meeting to celebrate the day on which their ancestors arrived on that coast. On one of these occasions, a dispute arose respecting the privilege of sitting at the head of the table, and other trivial matters, which might probably have proved fatal in its consequences, had not John de Grote interposed. He pictured the happiness they had had hitherto enjoyed, and said, if they began to divide and quarrel, their neighbors would take their property and expel them from the country. He proposed to build a house in such a form that every man should consider himself master. This would prevent disputes at their annual meetings. They separated, and in due time he built a room apart from the house, of an octagon shape, with a door and a window in each of the eight sides, and a table in the middle of the same form. At the next meeting he desired each of them to enter at his own door and sit at the head of the table, himself taking the seat that was left unoccupied. By this contrivance, any dispute with regard to rank was prevented, and their former harmony and good humor restored. End of section two. Recording by Greg Giordano, Newport Ritchie, Florida.